Hello, my friends, Katie Day with the Movement to Texas team here in Houston, Texas with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. I'm excited for this week's guest, known as the best dressed man in New Jersey real estate. He is a licensed realtor and a social media shark. He has developed a digital platform niche and shares the stage with huge names like Ryan Serhant and Ricky Carruth. Um, in addition to speaking on stage and selling real estate, he also speaks and teaches nationally and internationally about scaling a personal brand and online presence. He has an Instagram real estate masterclass and brings in a ton of business from Instagram and social media in general. I'm excited to dig in. So please join me in welcoming Steady Eddie, Ed Stulak. What's going on, man? Steady Eddie, what's up, Katie? Thank you for the intro. I'm excited for today. Thank you so much for joining. Um, for those that may not know you, how did you get into real estate? It was a Facebook post that I saw of one of my competitors when I was back in the hockey days. This guy just, again, we were competitors. We didn't like each other in the hockey world. But outside, we were somehow friends on Facebook, which I know is relevant to many of us today. Uh, Friends with people that we're not really friends with. But anywho, he posted this picture of this beautiful blue suit, pinstriped, navy, background, New York City. Like it yelled millionaire luxury. Yeah. And so I messaged him. I'm like, hey man, I you know, I know we have our differences, but like what do you do today? Um, would love to catch up and chat. And he said, real estate. That that's my origin of my real estate story. <laughs> then I dove into it. <laughs> and I now I want to be that dressed up man, you know. So I'm in a shirt right now, but I'll be in a suit later. After. Yeah. I, I'm saying if uh for those of you that don't follow Ed, he's either in like a t-shirt and joggers or he's like suited up three piece, you know, custom made fitted suit with like, you know, a uh, custom shirt with his, with his uh, either cufflinks or name embroidered on the sleeve. So always a uh, fan of your attire. I was like, what's the word I'm looking for of your attire? <laughs> Thank you, Katie Day. <laughs> um, all right. So you got into real estate because you liked the suits. Um, let's let's just dig into social. Um, I feel like I hear a lot of people these days that are like, it's too late for me to get on social. You know, so-and-so is doing it on my market. They're crushing. Um, you know, I just don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I'm just not going to do it. Um, but the but the it's too late for me. How would you, what would you say to someone if they if they said that to you? the real estate advice that I have for them is, is just if you get on social media today, if you're not doing something unique, something disruptive, something uniquely obnoxious, right? Something to really catch attention, then you're going to have a little bit of a difficulty competing with your other, Accounts that are out there, other influencers, your competition, it might be a little tough. However, that still should not discourage you from being your authentic self online, showcasing what it is that you do in business and life, because business has been happening since 
I don't even know, 1300s, I don't even know, since man was born, right? There's always something. And that has only evolved. It's only improved. Today's world, we're not doing maybe so much of the yellow pages, right? Yellow pages now has evolved into your contact list and airdropping and Bluetooth and all this crazy stuff. And same thing with advertising and marketing. It went from, you know, the old days, again, yellow pages to now social media. It's only evolving. Whatever is coming next, you should absolutely use social media today to learn the platform so you have a better balance on the foundation of what is going to evolve even more. So social media is important to be on right now. Maybe it's not something that you want to post on every day and take it apart and you know dissect it and really learn all the algorithms and all the fancy stuff that's out there. But it's important to be on. It's important to be on because it's relevant, right? It shows relevance. This is where all the eyeballs are today. So why be anywhere else? And number three, it's, it's going to evolve. It's going to improve. Whatever there's going to be next, Instagram 3.0. Like we should know Instagram 1.0 so we know how to speak the language of that one. Yeah. So I think those are just a few nuggets as to why I think it's important to be on today. I don't know. Because I... Listen, I know a lot of realtors that are still using their, um, what is it, the Rolodex for their content. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're doing well. They're they're doing obnoxiously well, actually. Like, they're top competition in some areas. So I don't want to doubt their system. The system works. Yeah. Improve the system, though. Make sure you evolve with it. My thing, too, with social is that, you know, like you've gotten direct business from Instagram, right? There are things that you can say, oh, this person contacted me because of social media, but how many people are contacting you because of it, but not mentioning that, right? But they're seeing your content or you're staying in touch with them because of it, right? And so, you know, not only does it generate business in my mind, it also keeps you top of mind with the people that you already know. And then it also, you know, helps you to connect with other realtors and things like that. Um, One thing that I've always liked um, that I've seen you do, you know, in, in years past, I mean, I think we've been following each other for a while now, but it's like one of those things that like you've posted previously, like, Hey, I'm looking for a realtor in insert city here. Right. Or I'm, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be in this city. Let's connect. Right. And like, I know I've also done similar things like that and, and garnered a lot of, of business for referrals and stuff. Right. So it's, it's, I think it's way bigger than just like, I posted one post and now I expect people to, you know, do business with me. There's so many other facets of social media than just, uh, you know, lead generation. Yes. And my purpose on social media, funny enough, isn't, I'm not posting to get leads. I'm not posting on there to get business. The business and the leads just come. It's like the same thing when people say, oh, you know, I love to volunteer and I love to donate X amount every year because it comes back. I never understood that. Like, what do you mean it comes back? How? I don't get it. But now I I get it in the sense of social media. I'm constantly posting, just giving out value, having fun, entertaining, educating. And somehow my DM is always blopping up, right? Hey, hey, can you help me out? Or, hey, I know someone. Yeah. This is, after all, how I got a a life opportunity, life-changing, business-changing opportunity from one DM where I landed a 180-unit building listing. It was absolutely life changing. So you never know who's watching. You never know who's who knows who. And yeah. you never know who needs what, you know. So it could be just that one post that makes their trigger go off, you know. Well, and that's like, I mean, your content wasn't like, hey, I'm trying to sell 
I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. It's it's like, hey, this is what's happening in the real real estate world. You posted something the other day that I thought was funny, like you, you know, skating out onto the rink with your with your computer, oh, like what <laughs> hockey is life, but you still, you know, have your real estate call or whatever, right? Like you still have a Zoom call. Mm. And so those things like make you laugh, but it's like it makes you more human, right? In that, oh, hey, he he plays hockey, I like hockey, or he plays hockey, I like to ice skate, or you know. I used to play hockey or whatever, right? But then it's like you're still relating it back to real estate in that little way where it's like, but hey, don't forget, like I'm also doing real estate, you know? And so um, I think too many people take social media and it's like buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. And people are like, I don't, I don't want to follow Ed because all he talks about is selling your house. And like, I don't want to sell my house. I like my house, you know? <laughs> and this is why the business accounts don't do well. People always ask, um, again, us. I mean, we were just on stage not too long ago. And I think someone asked us, uh, should I have two accounts, a business account and a personal account? Or should I have one? That's a very common question that is yeah. asked by so many. The answer, my answer at least, is just have one, one account, right? Katie Day. Katie Day is mom, loves shoes, does real estate, lives in Houston. This is who I am. Either you like it or you don't, but it's all on that one account. And they get to know you. Same thing with me. Same thing with others out there too, right? Brad and his hair. Why? That's just his thing. He's got a thing. Brad McCallum, shout out. You know, this is his thing that people can tie it to. And it's never really salesy. I don't think it comes off as salesy. It just comes off as valuable stuff get to know me and it's usually that stuff that performs better than you saying looking to buy or sell call me yeah, today for sure mm. so switching gears a little bit um what was your so you have a team right orbis group right and so what was your kind of um start of the team how did that come about the team i never really wanted to have a team it was, it was more so I was forced into it, oddly enough. Um, I, I'm a solo man. Like I, I'm a one-man army. I have my assistant now, which I love. I have my operations manager. I have my media crew. Like I kind of That's how I figured it would be. Just as I grow, as I evolve, I make more money. I can now outsource more and hire more people. So great. But I realized with that opportunity that I was mentioning a few seconds ago, the 180-unit listing. Yeah. That took over my life. Uh, part of the listing agreement with these developers, because this was a 180-unit apartment complex, all residential rentals, and they wanted to give me the opportunity to list it as the leasing manager, listing agent. And so with the listing agreement, though, along with the commission and that commencement date and all that fancy stuff, part of it was also leasing hours, office hours, right? How often am I going to be in the office? I couldn't win. <laughs> I had to compromise to what they wanted and they wanted Monday through Sunday. Yep. So I had to be there Monday through Sunday. And I did that for about three months straight. And one day uh, it was a Sunday and usually Sunday is family day. So Sunday I was like, ah, screw it. You know, I'm going to stay home. Like what's I'll take one day off. Well, the next day, Monday morning comes around and I come to my office and I have a nice little post-it note on my computer and it said, you missed yesterday. Make sure that doesn't happen again. So I had a little fire under my tush. And I got yeah. scared for a second. I said, I don't want to lose this opportunity because this is truly life-changing. I need to delegate some work here. And I don't know who, who am I. I don't have a team. So it was at that point, I took someone from my office. I was at Remax at the time. Shout out to Remax. And I saw this girl. She was struggling for business. I said, you help me out, like come do some tours and all that stuff. 
that's how the team started. It was her, and then I hired another one, another one, let them go, hired another person, let them go, let them go. I was back to one. I'm like, all right, I got to do this better. And then eventually Orbis Group has um, commenced. We started, and we started growing the team, and now we're at 13 agents. So a lot of, a lot of newbies, but that's the origin story of that, long story short. That's awesome. What would you say, what advice would you give to someone if they were looking to start a team, right? Because I think that like for a lot of people, it's either something similar to that of like, I have too much business, right? And I need to figure out a way to better leverage my time and this opportunity, right? And so um, that's that's kind of where you were at, right? Or people are like, I'm getting to this because I want to grow a business and I want to grow a team, right? But like, what advice would you give now looking back on it um, to to someone if they were like, okay, I'm ready to start a team tomorrow, what would be your advice to them? Personally, everyone has a different system, different strategy. I'm not the best team leader, but I know I'm damn good and much better than most. I know that for sure. The people that I did bring on, I was very straightforward with them. Eventually, I became straightforward with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. I was upfront. These are the splits. This is what you're getting. This is what I need from you. Here are my responsibilities to you. Here's what I need and this and that. And this is what you're getting. And if you're not cool with it, I don't want to visit this conversation uh, six months from now. You coming to me saying, Ed, you lied. You told me this and now you're giving me that. I'd speak to several agents every month. And they come to me saying, my brokerage told me X, and they completely deceived me. They gave me something totally different. I don't like that. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be that guy to them, to deceive them too. So now I'm very upfront. I tell people, hey, this is where I'm at with my team. I don't have all the systems down yet. I don't have this. I do give out leads. I give out branding. I do content. I do this. I do that. But I don't have this and this and that. If you're not cool with it, please don't join me. Yeah. If you are cool with it, you know, understand that you are joining a team that's at this phase of the team. It's going to get better. It's going to improve, but this is a round table. So don't be, you know, expecting me to bring all the food and the plates and the, you know, napkins, like bring something. Let's all eat together. So that's, that's my advice. You know. <laughs> Um, no, I think that, I think that that's so important and I, I would agree, right? I think that the, the biggest complaint that you hear from a lot of people is that their expectations were, were unmet, right? Or that they, the expectation in reality didn't, didn't match up, right? And so having a conversation in the beginning as to, to what y'all do well, what you don't do well, what you have, um, you know, so the, the building, the plan as you fly it kind of thing, right. Doesn't work for everyone. And, and some people want to get into a system where it's ABCD every single day and they know exactly what it is. Right. And so if that's not the way things are, um, with your group, like being straight, straight forward is, um, you know, is the move, right. I take a lot of inspiration from you, Katie today. I, <laughs> I, I don't know why you do that, man. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I was right. going to say how smart you were. And now I'm like, oh, shit, like, this, is, this is awkward. <laughs> I had a teammate. She, she was telling me once. She was like, I like how Katie Day does her, her systems. And she's super like A-type. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is the team for you. <laughs> You're like, huh. So, so you know that. That's not this. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but That's funny. It works. Hey, everyone's got a system. 
That's funny. Um, but no, I mean, I think that I think that being upfront with whatever whatever the value is that your team provides, you know, and, and teams are so different. And that's what I think that like um, there's high accountability teams. There's teams that meet very frequently. There's teams that don't meet at all. There's, you know, teams that do stuff via Zoom, stuff in person. And so just understanding what that looks like from the beginning is super helpful, um, you know, when you're when you're interviewing for a team. Um, what would be something that you would recommend other people, uh, like listen to or read or like, what are some like things that you do to like, you know, help yourself on the, the development, personal development, business development side of things? Are there any like podcasts you listen to or anything like that? I, I I don't want to sound ignorant. I have not listened to a podcast in a long time. I listened to one the other day because it was my friend I supported her. Other than that, the last time I picked up a book or read anything was probably back in 2015. But I also read 65 books in one year. So I did nothing that year but read. So the way I look at it is if my cup is like full of knowledge and I'm not implementing any of it and I just keep reading and learning new theories and strategies and I don't implement I feel like the cup is just overflowing and it's pointless. So I stopped at that point, implemented everything from there. So that's my, I guess, ignorant statement here. But the other ones to tie it on, one book that I did read that did change my business, my life, my balance, my health, I guess, in life is Four Hour Workweek by Tim. Okay. Yep. I love that book because it's so simple. And I think I stopped reading it after maybe the fifth chapter. I said, this is all I need. I literally, this is all I need. Done. We're good here. We're good. <laughs> so my advice, if you're going to read books, you know, read two chapters only. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I learned from the four-hour work week. I learned that if you can't do something yourself, you automate it. If you cannot automate it, you delegate it. And if you cannot delegate it, you eliminate it. And that's what I learned from the book. That's all I needed to learn. That's it. And so if you're going to read a book, four hour work week, very good book. And, but you uh, just gave them, you just gave them the punchline. So now they don't even need good. to read that, you know, you don't need to read it guys. Not all you need to just come talk to uh, Katie and I, you know, we'll tell you all the stories. So automate, <laughs> delegate, eliminate. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, getting kind of like tactical, right. Are there, I know, I know you have an admin on your team. Yeah. I don't know what her exact title is. Operations manager, everything. Operations manager, right? So someone that's that's handling kind of the admin side of things, the mm-hmm. operations and all that, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you have like specific automations or things like that, or is m- most of your stuff given to people? Like, how does how does that work for your for that's, your team? I like that question. It's mostly delegated to people. It's yeah. hard for me to automate anything right now. Maybe email campaigns, you know, things of that sort. Uh, or text messages, my database, right? I use Ch- uh, Chime. As my CRM, that's what mm-hmm. my team and I use as well, and we've become accustomed to it. Now we have an AI communicating with clients, which yep. you know to a degree is nice, but it has to become human at one point. But it's at least poking at them. It's sending auto alerts. It's sending house alerts. Here's a new property. Here's this. Did you know about that? You know blogs. So that's automated. Um, accounting. I hate accounting. I don't like it. I hired a full time accountant now all day long. All year long, he's in there seeing what, what's happening. So now when tax season comes around, I don't have to bang my head against the wall saying, oh, my God, I have to pause life for 48 hours and put my taxes together. It's happened to me too many times. So now I have him for that. 
media, content creation, social media guy, things like that, that I've come to learn that they're fun to do. Not all like accounting, but some are fun to do, but I still can't do it. That's not money generating activities. So I need to do stuff that does push me forward and I'll invest a little bit for that department so I can fo focus on other things that will push me forward, you know? <laughs> Ed recently purchased a microphone, so he's just getting used to speaking into a microphone <laughs> instead of using headphones. It's bear, bear with him. It's That's fine. Very different. It's fine. All good. What do you see as the future for social media for someone? Because, like, I, you know, you've you've been on social for a while. Um, you know, I know you did a ton, you know, on Instagram and things like that. I know you do a little bit on TikTok. Um, I know you vehemently. Uh, despised um clubhouse when it was out right um I, I always just laugh because ed you know whenever anyone would post anything about clubhouse he's just like it's gonna be gone in a year you know what do you feel like the future is for for social media like what are you looking at as like the next thing that you want to kind of uh master or like get into because you think it's it's the next wave that's that's a big one i like that too i I see platforms like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube is going to be the most long-term play. YouTube, for sure. Instagram, I see that being relevant for a while. Unless they keep incorporating these new features that confuse everyone. And it's going to make us all go nuts. IGTV was a lot. I'm glad that they got rid of it and switched it with IG Reels. More relevant. You're trying to compete with TikTok. That's cute. I like it. But, like, what's next? I, I don't think anyone saw TikTok coming. Yeah. TikTok was a thing. 2018, 2019, it really started pushing in the younger demographic. And then eventually people, you know, of older descent got into it. Like, oh, all, all of us. All of us. All the old people got, uh, got on it. What, um, uh, so what are the kids doing these days? Do you know? They have that, what is it, Be Real? Yeah. Are That's, you on it? No, I'm not on it. Uh-oh. Ed's going to get passed, passed by. I might. I might. I don't know. Be Real is a cute idea, but Instagram already does that to, to a sense. Yeah. So why are we going elsewhere to get something that we already have? That's just another feature that Instagram could take. You know, yeah. that's how I look at it. YouTube is not something that could be theoretically mimicked. TikTok is the only thing that kind of mimicked YouTube with video formats only long up uh, sorry short short form vertical takes up the whole screen you know tiktok really changed the social media game well, what's the future i just so hard to say but i, I always i always found there. it interesting too with tiktok that like they started out with like you know the 15 30 second videos right and then they were pushing longer and longer and longer form content and i know i don't know about you but when i see like a three minute video on tiktok i'm just like nope next nope next because it's like i want that like those short bursts you know so i don't know if you know if tiktok will ever capture long form viewers mm -mm. So, no we'll i think see. you're you're definitely i think you're right i think you're right I, I just don't know how to predict or study the human behavior when it comes to social media users. And right now I know we want short form quick. We want it straight to the point. Give it to me. Let me move on to the next thing. Yeah. Your content significant. And then a few seconds later, insignificant with a drop of a hat. So for 
content creators, we have to be consistent. 10 years ago, you were one of 50 content creators, you know, like, okay, there's a lot out there, but are they doing something unique? Well, today you're one of 3 million content creators. How are you going to stand out? So I think today there's so much content being pumped out that we all want short form. I, I think my heart, my head, my desire and hopes are for us to backtrack a little bit. I think with AI being introduced right now, it's a little scary times for, for humans. I think a lot of things are going to be automated like never before with things that yeah. are n- never imaginable. Like I just wrote out a blog in 20 seconds the other day with AI. It's it's wild stuff. So I'm not sure what's to come, but I'm really hopeful that we backtrack a little bit and do take on social media for what it truly was meant to be in the beginning stages of social media to connect with others, just to push out content, be authentic, showcase your life. And, and I hope that TikTok does become like a long form platform one day. If social media users and people take it on that way and are accepting of it. But like you said, you don't want a three minute video. You just scroll past it. So like, will that ever change to you saying, oh, you know what? I do want a 17 minute video on TikTok. I doubt it. I mean, if it, I guess if, if it's like compelling enough content, right? Well, but it's got to be. I don't know. That's that's such a deep question. I love it. And I would love to dissect it and truly get like to the nitty gritty of it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why are there platforms, for example, why are there platforms like Amazon that now have shows which are deemed to be much more reputable and just bigger, more creditable, right? Like these, like, like for example, last night I was watching a show called Grand Tour, all about cars and this and that. And it used to be Top Gear at one point. These guys had their own TV show and now they're only on Amazon. And now they're pumping out content, which looks like a vlog. Honestly, it looks like a vlog that you and I can create on YouTube with some nicer, higher type of techniques and, you know, equipment. But they're on Amazon, which means they're getting paid for it. They're putting a lot of money into it. And a lot of people look at it in a different way. Like, oh, that's not just a vlog. This is a show. So the stuff that we're posting on social media is not as credible because it's just social media. But yeah. if you take that and put it on a platform like Hulu, like Netflix, all of a sudden, yeah. oh my God, Katie's on Netflix. Now, all of a sudden, the same stuff that you're putting out now, you put it on there and all of a sudden you just get so much more love and recognition for it and credit. Wow. So I don't know. It's stuff like that that I think about. But yeah. the, 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 the late thoughts of Ed Stulak. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. You know, you're funny. All right. I'm going to hit you with, with one other question. Um what if it was your last meal on earth what would you be eating matar paneer with garlic naans and chicken biryani okay is there a specific place you go to for that there's a indian restaurant right down the road from my house yeah my mom introduced me to it and during covid they set up a table for us outside when they were not supposed to And they treated us like family. And I will never forget that experience. We were the only ones they were serving. And it was amazing food. Great cuisine. Now it's your spot. I love it. Very cool. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. Um, And if someone were looking to connect with you, where is the best place for them to find you? Instagram. 
Edstua, E-D-S-T-U-L-A-K, or TikTok, or or Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. If they're trying to if they're trying to slide into a DM, it's gonna be Instagram. But That's right. Awesome, Ed. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining today. And I look forward to seeing you again in the future soon. Appreciate you. All right, man.